in particular is where, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, things that they break down with Kanye before Kanye before Kanye. I've had this whole, you know, cycle to break down for people, uh, for people who don't understand that whole concept on why Kanye released the song, I miss the old Kanye. Regardless, Twisted Dark Fantasy was dedicated basically to Kim and, you know, in his marriage, right? And everything about Donda, yes, it's dedicated to his mother, but this is like post breakup with Kim Kanye. And you see that in a lot of the material. But what a lot of people, you know, break down in you know the battle of these two albums a lot of people feel like there was a lot of incomplete structure with Donda because Kanye kept on going back and editing it and there's a lot of too much love song heavy formation in Certified Lover Boy but i mean you know it's supposed to stay on brand right right i i can see the argument i mean CLB for me, like people were saying, oh, it's not like the old Drake. It's, you know, like, I'm like, you have to realize old Drake, I, as much as I like him, he kind of whined a lot. So it's a nice little evolution. It's a step forward for me. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, this is the only way to work. It gets me in the zone. It gets me amped. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I like it. Plus the features are funny. You know, we were talking about the, uh, the memes with Jay-Z and Lil Baby, you know, both being on the album. And I get to see Jay-Z, Jay-Z, like, with Kobe, like, holding both trophies. You know, I can just see it in my eyes. That's, so those those are the true winners of this whole contest. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, when, when both albums dropped last week, that was basically, you know, the fanships is what makes the beef, you know, entertaining for the most part. A lot of people made whack takes about saying that Drake was better than Kanye, and it's just I find it laughable when Kanye has ten years on Drake's career. Period. Like it doesn't matter. Kanye has been in the game longer. It's it's not bowing down this, or anything. The second thing. Hold on. Sure. 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 Let's be serious here, right? And people can fall Kanye all they want, right, for taking risk on his music and trying new stuff, right? CLB is what you expect. It's a consummate Drake album. It's him rapping over good beats with good features, right? I would say that as a rapper, I don't think it's even a question that Drake's a better rapper than Kanye. But I think Kanye is a music maker. You got to probably give it to him. That's a good take. Right? That's, that's definitely a good take. I mean, think about it. The one thing I was you know, putting in the whole groove of it, and not just the groove, just to, like on the roast factor, it's just... Look, what comes down to it is what wise words to one man said to me before. It's all about what makes chicks dance, okay? Now, Drake makes music that chicks and maybe some of us like to fuck to, all right? I mean, that's, that's not wrong. That's not wrong. When is the last time you fucked to a Kanye beat? Uh, never. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> like that. That's the perfect point right there. They were Before two I completely buy different genres. Yeah, yeah. TV. That's that's probably about right. Before I could before, I could, before I could legally buy alcohol. Maybe, maybe love myself. lockdown. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That's look. About it. Look, those drums went. Those eight oh eights went hard. Mm-hmm. No lie. Yeah, but that's eight oh eights, and we're talking about like we're still in high school when eight oh eight dropped. Okay. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. 
and Drake didn't even have a mixtape out yet. He probably did. We just probably didn't hear it. You know, either way, it's just that's a that's another good point. When I when I think about Drake, I really do think about like that Snoop Dogg meme. Like every time this motherfucker don't miss. No, he doesn't. And like he don't you know, miss. Like na- name one album. Everyone has a favorite. You right. know, but name one album where he's truly missed. Where it's been like this is terrible. I I can't think of one. Personally, my favorite Drake album is Take Care. I mean, that's yeah. For me, that's that's you know, for me that was the time graduating high school, going to college, like. I remember vibing out to that, you know, freshman year of college. It's like, I fucking love that album. I could listen to that album all day. And But I can honestly put on any of Drake's albums, including CLB, and feel the same way. So it's just like, I've never had a bad Drake album. Kanye's had two or three bad albums in a row before Donda. I got to listen to Donda. So, I mean, I, I will hold my reserve on Donda until I listen to it. I'll probably get to it this week. But... I don't know, man. He's, he's just been missing. Like, whenever he got married to Kim, it's, it's listen, really weird. It, it, it It's good. I still do want to have like a WWE-style debate about this between Estebro and Young Jaime. We got to get them on here. I'm going to be uh, Adam Cole as the referee. Do you really want to hear awesome. Young Jaime talk about that? Well, it's so funny because Young Jaime was so on Team CLB from the very beginning, which, I mean, listen, honestly, I asked Bronos, I'm a much bigger Drake fan than I'm a Kanye fan, so I'd like CLB better. Yeah. I don't think Donna's a bad album. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to hate on Kanye West just to hate on Kanye West. To do right. That, I don't hate on him either. There was a lot of people in the, in the demographic that were over the Kanye shit after the antics of the election of 2020, and it's not the fact of him supporting the uh the former president it's the fact of what he was trying to do to make a case for himself as running for president but in turn it just looked like a cry for help and us realizing how much kanye has fallen from grace not saying that he's just you know fallen off the map altogether i mean kanye's still doing great things yeah. and you know the fact that he could still get Jay-Z to come on to the track is on thanks to him and Kim Kardashian no longer being together. But Jay-Z's track on Drake's album murdered. Oh, it goes hard. It is. It just kills what he did for uh, Kanye's up, despite him saying, watch the throne again. It's just like, it was a, Big dick tease there. I'm, let me I'm let me tell you something. That. So TV came back and said, you know, like that song. I miss the old Kanye. Like we all miss the old Kanye. We all miss that Kanye that like, you know, hyped us up, got us in the zone, got us ready, like went hard. And like he, you can't deny he's not he's a musical genius. He is. But you know what's funny is you know you guys know I, I wear my hats and um, Hat Club did this thing a while back with the Ox Pack where. You know, they release certain hats relating to certain albums. Kanye's mm-hmm. new Chicago Cubs hats, based on college dropout and graduation, are the hardest hats to get, period. Because it's it just feels like that's what everyone misses. Like, everyone needs that. Which I get, because obviously the Cubs mascot is a bear, and the bear mascot for Kanye's earliest work has like you know the same flow and it's just like you match yeah. those together anybody who's a hip-hop aficionado um and who just loves you know not just fashion 
with hat collecting like my man here but it's just like they will always want to have those fresh connections and i've even uh rang your ear a lot about you know certain collabs like i slept on the kid cuddy uh cleveland spider drop hat and that one's like that that one's a whale right no no one can can get that you know how many times i've asked for that no one wants to give it up. It's, it's a whale. That's why, dude. It's a fucking whale. I mean, right now, I've, I've been gassing you up because we talked about it last week's pod about the 25th anniversary of AT Aliens. Um, yeah. It was fucking fresh to see Big Boy rock those snapbacks, but it's just like, I want to see an Atlanta Brave hat rock the same gimmick. You know Don't what worry, I'm working on it for you. It's been made. We'll, we'll find bugs on top of it. We'll find it at some point. Oh, I've seen it. I just got to find one in your size. <laughs> the hardest thing with that is that it was a custom hat made by some buddies I know. So we'll see what happens. True. So we want to welcome everybody back to another installment to the Estebro TV podcast recording live on September 6th, 2021, Labor Day. I'm making all of these assholes work on a vacation week, but you know, I was working all goddamn weekend while uh, TV was uh, shaking babies and kissing hands all the way up in uh, New York. And you, but you have a good reason to do so, right, my friend? Listen, my friend, tomato sauce does not make itself. Okay? No, it does not. Somebody has got to do that stuff. I got to right. make a gif of you, like, you know, in that snap, that yeah. Hello Nurse sent of I you gotta, mixing it. I need I'm a gif good. of it. And I need to crop a little fucking hat on your head and just put Bro. you on sauce bottles. I got like I'm gonna have a serious conversation with my girlfriend because like some of the pictures she took when I wasn't looking, I was like, "Could you make me look any more stereotypically Italian?" This is ridiculous. It's not even the worst part. This is what I love about her. Every single woman I've seen you date in the past has like you know had that eye to make sure like she had pictures that made you look good like on a social media purpose. This is the first time you've dated somebody who is like catching you looking silly. All things considered, just like <laughs> it's the best. CB, that's how you know, bro. That's how you know she's the one. <laughs> that, that might be the case. <laughs> if she, oh, man, <laughs> on a regular basis, this is true. But yes, welcome, Espro th- TV podcast, episode number thirty-nine. We do have with us today a very special guest, Commissioner Comic Book in the house. What's happening, bud? Oh man, we we had a crazy weekend, man. Like I was up till three AM last night because my girl wasn't feeling well and had to take her to the hospital. So other than that, I'm I'm good, man. It's uh I like how Esther says she's dragging us in our day off. Esther, I had a four day weekend, bro. And you're just like, yo, you want to record the pod today? I'm like, man, what else I got to do? It's fine. I mean, for me, bro. I I made money all weekend. That that's that's all I'm gonna say. I worked my ass off and I made money. And it's just we start the week all over again and just start work. I mean, my weekend actually started today, per se. So while you guys are enjoying your work week, I'm going to enjoy my um, weekend. 
but necessarily, you know, I won't sleep until I'm dead, and money doesn't sleep either. So there's that. No, it doesn't. It does not. This is a hot topic that I want to start the conversation with. Um, funniest fucking article that I saw over the weekend. TV, I know we said we would cuss less, but um, I just got my first dose of caffeine all morning, and um, it makes me feel fucking phenomenal. <laughs> do what you gotta do, man. It is what it fucking is. I, we're just gonna probably put explicit on every episode now. We don't care. That, that, that you know, it would be smart of you to do that. You know, I asked him to bleep everything out afterwards. He goes, what do you think I am? So, I'm not the FCC. Anyway, all right. Best article I read last week, because, you know, we're we're talking about work and play, all things in the same time, right? A dentist puts out the open challenge for all of his patients to play him in Super Smash Brothers. And if they beat him, he will give them free teeth cleanings. How, how impressive do you think this dude is on like you know the competitive level as far as Smash goes? Dude, he's got to be nasty, right? I, I haven't. I, I didn't dissect the article as much as I wanted to. I just read it, and it just it made me want to you know filter more on the debate. Bro, like think about it this way: he plays as Little Mac, okay. And like, what was what were his conditions? Three stocks, no items, and no final smashes. How many times do we use final smashes in our in our matches? Like, okay, like in all things considered, it's a handicapped for when we have like the beginner players play. I.e., you know, when Mandy Atake gets in on the rounds, you know, anybody else's girlfriend who doesn't play Smash on the regular. First time players of Smash, you could go down on this. Also, because Final Smashes look badass, but oh, in all Smash. in all purposes, like yes, it's just like it's an easy off switch where you could just do the three stock and just only you know do um, to the death, which is totally appropriate. I was so excited about this until I read all those gimmicky freaking terms that he put on there. That's so stupid. Like just play, man. What, what? <laughs> like ha- like have some have some reasonable type of you need items TV. I'm not saying you need items, but I'm saying you have some sort of re- reasonable stipulation. Uh, I understand Fine. that you haven't necessarily owned a Nintendo console in over a decade, maybe two decades. Definitely maybe. also, definitely also way before I could buy alcohol legally. Okay. So that that's still a long freaking time ago. And mm-hmm. what you're saying to me is that you, you would also be considered this ha- the same handicap we've mentioned before, that you would want the final smash and the items. Oh yeah, give me everything. You just you just fight dirty, don't you, little whore? If, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Hey. He's not wrong. You could be that, and I'll be the dirtiest player in the game. How about that? <laughs> whatever you say, Triple H. Whatever you say. That's Ric Flair, buddy. I know. But Matt's not cool enough to be Ric Flair. Yes, I am. I touched his hand. <laughs> that only makes you as good as Triple H, in my book. Oh, God. He owns the company, so that's just that true. Yeah, well, we'll get into that later. Don't we're, worry. We're, we're definitely getting into that. So, but the primary reason why I bring up this um, 
article is that if if you had a similar game that you would you would run this with, what would you do first direction to commissioner comic book? Oh, that's tough, man. Like back a one v one type factor where it's like a matchmaking thing of like first to 10 kills or, you know, a two out of three fighter laid on me. Back in the day, it was Halo 2, man. It was Halo 2. Well, can you still run it on Halo 2? Uh, with, that's with, with I don't that know if I care now. If we're doing it right now, then it would probably be caught. It'd either be caught or Madden. Because you guys yeah. play FIFA like crazy, but me and Madden, I, I can play Madden in my sleep, bro. What are your Madden rules? Like what? Um, you got to play, if we're playing in person, at least we're playing on all pro. And we're not, we're not screwing around. All right. Um, is, the, is the game over if someone gets to 28? Like, no, we without any response before. Ten minute quarters, we go, we go out of ham ham. Like, that's it. Everything is set to stock, you know? Like, you get injuries done, you know? People turn off injuries. I'm like, why? Because like, why it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a fucking simulation. Eh, no, that's dumb. No. But I, I also, this is also coming from somebody who is anti-hit stick. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. This is the best part. <laughs> I guess I never liked that either. I abused the juke stick, and I pissed people off. And then, of course, they made something that countered my play entirely. So now that we have the show on both uh, platforms, the show would also be a good one. That's dope. Because the all show. of us love playing the show. Because yeah, that's no, the game I was getting better. Yeah, I'd see that. As, yeah, the show's actually improving. Have you played the uh, Home Run Derby version of it on yes. it? Woo, yes, I fun. have. That's fun. It is, is actually uh, really phenomenal. Uh, TV, what 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 would you bring the challenge? And I think back, I know what you're going to say. Back in the day, it definitely would have been Call of Duty for sure. It would have been a 1v1 Call of Duty just okay. straight up. Um, okay. Not hardcore, regular core. But now, definitely uh, 2K. Um, I knew you were quick say play, 2K. yeah. Two K quick play, um, seven minute quarters, all star difficulty, fatigue and injuries on. Uh, what else? You guys are both leading hard with the sports games. Yeah, I mean, listen. If, if you had to say like what I would be most confident, that'd be it. Anyone they want can get these okay. hands in two K whenever they want it. Well, Esther, bro, we already know which way you're gonna go. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's, definitely. I mean, there's also been natural evidence on these pod waves that I've stood my ground in Pokemon. So there's that. And it's pretty much put a forceful nature where people don't fuck with me in it. And I understand. So there's that. Um, Another one that I used to do, if you guys were doing the back in the day ones, um, up until college... I used to go ham with Street Fighter 4 and like that was a good game and it was the same thing with Mortal Kombat because again it was 2 out of 3 every single time you know what yeah. I mean um fighting games are all fairly similar if you're good at fighting games you're good at most of them yeah it's true. I will, I will agree with that yeah but i mean it you know i like the whole gimmick this dentist is doing because like, you know, if you're good, something, if you're good at something, you're not going to do it for free. And if you're just as good in your hobbies, just to make it enticing for your customers, then yeah. it's 
you know, a better, a better benefit. Plus it's a great business model. If you, if you run it like that, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, he's winning $250 Amazon gift card, like just playing for like shits and giggles playing like, you know, just bets online. Why not? Yeah, get, a little more people in the, get a little more, get a little more people in the door, get some more practice in shit, make a little extra money. Get a little side bets going. Can you imagine? He's just like hustling all these little kids, though. These kids are just trying to get their teeth cleaned. They told their mom, like, oh, I can beat him in Smash, get a free teeth cleaning, and just get absolutely walloped. Tough. We do want to point out the primary reason why you have your title is because you you are our basically native comic book researcher with, you know, on how in-depth you go especially when you're transitioning everything from comics to the silver screen because that those are your two preferences yeah and uh marvel is your top heavy you know i know you are very well versed in dc and um for the primary reasons for the lost episodes that we can not speak of in the case uh the your debut was the recorded chicken sandwich wars that also included a ranking of top 10 comic book female characters back in March. But that was a long, long time ago for reasons disclosed that we couldn't get on the pod waves. Anyway, we have some awesome news of the next MCU film that did debut during the Labor Day weekend with Shang-Chi it did smash the Labor Day box office record with $71.4 million with opening weekend. Uh, I didn't actually see. Did it become number one movie in America at the box office? Uh, I'd have to check, but I'm, I'm sure it did. I, I'd be confident if it did because um, Free Guy won back-to-back weeks. And I would be more than confident actually, you, no, don't, you don't go you know, consecutive weeks and then you probably won up to buy a superhero flick. Regardless, it's just we need some more in-depth discussions on Shang-Chi. And this is the reason why you're here, because some of us who aren't more in-depth and are very vanilla with our comic books need a breakdown on why this character is going to be important in this next arc of the MCU films. So Vanilla. I, I really hate to start off with I hate how people just characterize Shang Chi as he's just the guy that trains the Avengers how to fight. He's not that. He he's a lot more than that. And he has a really like complicated background and people don't know that people don't know about people just won't take the time to learn about. Um the the dude the dude's a badass. Let's just put it plainly as we can. He's a badass. And how the MCU is portraying him is really a lot of fun and I'm really excited to see where it goes because you know especially with the mid credit scene that was shown oh man it's just it, it gets it gets the blood pumping because you see how Kevin Feige and Marvel are like literally building this multiverse and it's just like oh we just have a standalone movie where this guy is just fighting his dad in the Ten Rings and then you realize at the end you're like wait no there's so much more to this and it's gonna Completely mess with me. Not to the point where, you know, Spider-Man, far, um, not far from him, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to completely 
destroy nerds that have been nerds for 20 or 30 years <laughs> uh, or uh, you know or uh, the multiverse of madness is going to completely you know warp what we think and even now I don't know if you guys watch uh, what if the I uh, do the new Marvel show but like the latest episode with Doctor Strange you know even that was like a teaser to what we could be seeing so I love how you brought this up because like there was a lot of elements that I think needed to be addressed with not just this film, but with releasing the far from home trailer or mm-hmm. no way home trailer. Why do we always do this? <laughs> Cause all of the, all of the spider movies have home in them. Home I know far from <laughs> home, no way home. <laughs> I feel like T-Pain yelling at rappers about streaming, do something else. God damn it. For real. Um, but like, yeah. So for no way home with the introduction of Steven taking advantage of magic, he should not be performing was another softball pitch into this. What if episode, because you know, a lot of people aren't sitting well with the fact that Steven, um, is using or floating into the realm of dark magic. But, people will be very surprised that it is very canon and Steven does play with the dark arts once in a while in the comics. So there's that. The the other thing that I want to bring up, um, I know the three of us here have not seen it, um, unfortunately, but we've all read spoilers, unfortunately, because you did mention the credit scenes that uh, show more hidden things behind this. So something similar to this that, you know, we don't have to get into the political narrative, if you will, but a lot of people are still saying, Oh, this is just like black Panther all over again. We're just showing culture appreciation. Like, no, it's not because exactly what you said is that Shang Chi is a badass. Shang Chi together is better than Iron Fist. They're incredibly similar. They are, but they, like if I had to do a death battle, I would oh, definitely pick Shang Chi. I pick Shang Chi too. Yeah, definitely. But okay. it's just there. There's a lot of things that are setting up everything else, and that's why this movie's like a stepping stone for these other films. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yes, because it's, it's setting up. A, once again, think of it as. Um, Think of it as Iron Man. You know, at the end of Iron Man, in the post credit scene, Nick Fury shows up and says, you really think you're the only superhero in this world, you know? And it's it's the same kind of concept. We have a nice standalone movie that, you know, shows the, the prototypical hero's journey. And then at the end, we get that teaser. But the cool thing is because we've already had 22, 23 movies before this, we can have a little more of a teaser because these characters are already established. So I don't really consider Black Widow to be um, the true start of Phase 4. I consider Shang-Chi to be the start of Phase 4 because where Black Widow is placed in the timeline, it's in between Civil War and Infinity War. So for me, it's a part of Phase 3 still. But so they're squeezing that arc. between arcs 2 and 3. I would actually <laughs> say that no way home is the start of phase four and then, uh, Shane, next, but people- despite the fact that 
the Feige's said, like, this is part of phase three, this is part yeah. of phase three, when it's clearly not. <laughs> it's No Way Home. Shang-Chi and, like, the technically only the post credit scene from Black Widow were, like, teasers to what's going to happen. And now No Way Home is going to be what is the big event. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can get behind that because the post credit scene... Now, we can talk about this for sure because everyone should have seen it by now. If you haven't seen it by now, well, maybe you should get it out of the rock you live under like Patrick does. But, you know, with Yelena Belova coming in and being Black Widow 2, you know, that sets up uh, Hawkeye, which is coming out, uh, I think, in December? Yeah, they said they would uh, do that winter... For 2021 or 2022 for the Disney Plus series. Yeah, I think it drops. The, I think it drops in December because the next one is Miss Marvel, which comes out like a little a couple months after that. But, um, you know, she literally shows him the picture of Clem Barton, and I think that that's going to be pretty interesting because Clint's not going to know who this girl is. He's like, who no. the heck, who are you? Like, why are you, what are you doing? You know, so I'm interested to see how that sets up Hawkeye and all this stuff moving forward. Furthermore, remember Hawkeye is part showing what he did when he was Ronin. So like mm. when he went completely dark. Right. And then part of him, part of it is him training Kate Bishop to be his replacement. So now we have Marvel setting up this next phase of Avengers, you know, you have Spider-Man, you have Shang-Chi, you have Black Widow 2, you're going to have Riri Williams as Ironheart, um, you have Sam Wilson as the new Captain America, you know, we, we have a bigger role. coming through. We have Jane Foster going to be Thor in Thor Love and Thunder. No, I think that's only going to be for that movie, personally. You don't think that it's going to be canon? No, 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 it'll be canon, but it's it's... I feel like it's probably going to follow that famous comic storyline where every time she uses the, the power, it actually like slowly kills her. And I don't want to say she dies. Maybe she doesn't die in the end. Well, I feel like- what, what if like the whole time splitting and the universe, you know, revolving is pretty much showing like the difference of every character, which is the reason why you see all these other forms of media coming up. Like another example that I want to bring up is that something that echoed from last year when they first released the teaser lineup for um, MCU phase four is that this is, this is absolutely hysterical and you know, we're we're basically making fun of these people. Somebody posted uh, on the anniversary from when uh, the Marvel studios announced she Hulk and screenshotted every single fucking male comment that just did not know she Hulk exists. And they're just pretty much blaming Disney being, you know, too open door policy of what they're going to do for this media. And it's just like, my God, the ignorance of some of you people is just absolutely sad. Well, people don't realize how many, how many heroes there are in the Marvel universe. Marvel could keep making movies for the next 50 years, probably. And still not, introduce every single hero they have because there's a bunch of like so many minor ones and there's so many minor villains that are just like they're there so you know not only that the comics have been drawn for like years people yeah like they've been around for 
fucking decades. Right. And you're completely that like, I don't want you to say that. Oh yeah. It's cool to be nerdy. And just, you know, now it's cool to like, like these things when you don't even know shit from Shinola about these goddamn characters. Right. <laughs> shit from Shinola. Mm-hmm. He's right. Listen, it's true. People don't. And unfortunately that is the one problem with the MCU is that according to a lot of people that got into the Marvel universe as a whole and comic book culture as a whole through these movies does not know the backstories so when i'm at a party this weekend my girlfriend's friend goes oh yeah is that that's the new superhero right and it's like and luckily Helen nurse corrected her and said no he's not a new superhero it's just a new movie people don't know the, don't, this one they, this one's my favorite this one's my absolute favorite Quote, Stanley originally made these characters to be boys. Nice job carrying on his legacy, Marvel. I'm not a sexist, but this is taking it too far. First Thor and now Hulk. Literally, that is the epitome of a sexist comment. And, and it's just like, like, how are you going to say something about a guy who was first ahead of almost everybody else of his own complexion was on the same side of the civil rights movement of the people fighting for it and was probably the most inclusion part. Like he included everyone in when he made comic book characters and everything. And that's why his legacy lives this long. And you're that ignorant to not understand that he did this well before fucking looking up research on Shang-Chi alone, on what they did for this. And this blew my goddamn mind. The amount of research that Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, all things considered, had to do for ancient architecture when it came to this comic book line was absolutely fucking phenomenal. It's another reason why it makes sense that Wu-Tang loves these comics just as much as they loved the old Chinese films, because a lot of that infrastructure and that artwork is in these comics. We're talking about things that were already published half a century ago. And people are still yet this ignorant and unwise. People are so dumb. People are so dumb. Don't you dare say anything disrespectful about Stanley. You know what this man did for, Freaking pop culture in general, and forget about comic books. Long live the Absolutely. king! Absolutely, hundred percent. And rest like, in peace to the king. <clears throat> like the thing is, is I hate when they talk about Stanley like that. I'm like, you, you really don't know what he stood for. Then, if you're gonna sit here and try to put words in his mouth, I mean, the, the man has done so much for pop culture and for all these other things. But he he built Marvel from the ground up. This this is his baby. You 100%. know, he trusts. Kevin Feige and those people, he trusted them to do the right thing. And, you know, honestly, other than a couple like movies that are like, eh, they're just, they're just math. They're okay. They're just there. How many like bad, like truly bad Marvel's Marvel movies are there? I mean, you can make the argument that a couple are, but even so they still serve in a somewhat important point in the overall story because they introduce certain things into it. So, I mean, there's a reason why I could watch a bad Marvel movie over a, just a bad normal movie. So there's another reason why we have you here with us today. Um, we are featuring episodes of people who are participating in the podcast league. And uh, you happen to be one of those people for fantasy football this year. 
our draft is coming up. It's actually two days from now. Uh, we have been a part of, of another league that we've been participating in for, Jesus, almost a decade now? It's been a minute. Yeah, it's it's been a long time with that one. And um, TV also joined the ranks of that exact league this year. Uh, you were telling us before we hit record that um, you weren't too happy with the results. Now, why is that? Oh, man, like, where to, where to start? Like, first of all, quarterback, I have Tannehill and Burrow. Like, ugh. it could go great. Ryan Tannehill is going to have an MVP season. I hope he does. I really hope you're right because I He's would got to. He's got to. That team is stacked. The Titans are no longer underdog or like dark horse picks anymore. The Titans are here, ladies and gentlemen. They has, that is a real, real, real dangerous football team. And I'm not saying like he'll win MVP. He's going to put up MVP numbers and actually have probably the career year. Right. The one uh, thing the the one thing about Ryan Tannehill that scares you is his style of being a quarterback is really a game manager, right? Yeah, we can make conservative quarterback play right. and not putting he, it all on the line. Yeah, he's going to go out there and throw 250 yards, two touchdowns, rush for like 40 yards. And put up 22, 24 points every week. But he's not going to have those Lamar Jackson 40-point bangers or you know the Russell Wilson, Kyler Murrays of the world, that kind of thing. But is he solid? Yes. And honestly, quarterback is such a deep position. Like, it's true, it is. I never understand when you see people who like hoard quarterbacks on their team, like Esther, bro, and have like three quarterbacks on their team for some reason. Like, no, that, that is um, our friend Weapon X. He has... <laughs> Who does he have? Does he have Mahomes, Brady? No, no, that's 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 Jay. Another guy in our league has Mahomes, Brady, and somebody else at quarterback. He, he played smart by his backup is Tom Brady. He got the handcuff to Gronk. Like that's yeah. that's the reason why he picked that. Uh, Weapon X, if we're uh, conceiving him on the podcast, he's got Lamar Jackson and Herbert. And Justin Herbert, because that's his stay home pick, him being a Chargers fan. And he's a Chargers and a Bengals fan. Tell me how funny that combination is. I mean, it is absolutely Weird. hilarious. Right? It's absolutely hilarious. And he was he was even like beating the drum war. He did not give an F. He did about, not care. About he, he would take his stay homes all day, every day. But I just I I just told him, Don't do it. Be fine. Don't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't draft him. He didn't he's, draft most of them, but his lineup looks legit. The, and I think that I think everybody drafted well. That's why. Um, oh my god, I just read your team name, and now I hope you lose every single fucking game. <laughs> oh, That's rude. No, your running backs. I know that's the reason why you would start being. Uh, you talking about me? A little bit. Yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like, I like Aaron Jones. I mean, you know, in that offense in Green Bay, he's gonna, he's gonna be fine. But you know, you worry about Edward Solaire. You worry mm-hmm. about, you know, Justin Jefferson's questionable right now. Okay, so he's gonna come back and play to where he was at last year. I'm starting Kyle Pitts is tight end. No matter how highly drafted Kyle Pitts was, and I am a Gator fan, it's still a rookie at tight end. Like it's, you know, Cooper Cup stuck with it. Like my whole team to me. The one player I feel like I can truly rely on, maybe, 
it's Tyreek. Even Tyreek has dealt with injuries and Aaron Jones. Everyone, every other player has a question mark next to their name. Oh, actually, you know, I think I can rely on two, even though a lot of people like James White, the running back from New England, because think about it, we're a PPR league. All he does, third down, out of backfield, catch, 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 catch. So Your team's you know. got depth, though. Your team's got depth. Joe Burrow's coming off an injury. He could actually surprise you and have a really good year. I think I think so, too. I mean, I like I like Devonta Smith in Philly because he has that rapport with Jalen Hurts. And, um, That's – Outside of the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase handcuff, like as far as a rookie handcuff goes, like how do you not want Devonta Smith and Jalen Hurts? Yeah. You know, I mean, Gallup in that Dallas offense, you know he's going to get catches. You know he's going to – him with him, Cooper, and C.D. Lamb, you know they're all going to put up numbers. You know, so – I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, Michael Gallup's going to be their slot guy, right? Yeah. Like that's what like that's what you need. I had, I had a guy last night. This dude's in a, in a 32-man – Dynasty League. Jesus he's, Christ! Holy crap! The dude's a psychopath. Anyway, he's he's like drafted in like the the whatever 18th round or something. He's like Amari Jones or Christian Kirk, and literally everybody's agreed with me and said Christian Kirk. I'm like, listen, the the number three wide receiver. If you have a team that's that that's that deep, first of all, CD Lamb goes down with an injury. Michael Gallup's not upgraded to the two. Same thing with with uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah, and slot. Slot receivers have been on the uptick. Oh, for definitely. A long time. 100%. So that's a solid team. It's going to be a fun year this year. There's actually a lot of good teams this year. I'm, it's I'm, gonna I'm, be- I'm excited. You, I'm get, excited. you get a uh, chance to start over um, in two days. You have no idea where your pick's going to be. Dude, this will be my fifth draft. Yeah. Ooh. But who's going to be your first overall pick if given the if opportunity? I pick, if I picked first, it would be. You would be done on say CMC, even with his injury last year. You'd be done to not pick him because he's the ultimate PPR weapon. Like all, all he does is kill you either way. It's like, oh, we're gonna stop like the Bucks, for example. Every time CMC plays against them, he doesn't kill them rushing the ball. He kills them receiving the ball because they're just like, I don't know why we can't figure out how to stop him coming out of the backfield. But you know, and we won the Super Bowl last year. I'm just like. We played the Panthers last year. I'm like, thank God they don't see MC because I really don't like dealing with him today. <laughs> Listen, as a wise man once said, referring to Christian McCaffrey, that's a bad white dude. It is. That, that most skilled white dude ever. All right, that, that's that, an argument. That dude's crazy. You got to pick him first overall. And I still don't understand how Derrick Henry is averaging being drafted fifth overall. That makes no sense to me. A lot of people are reaching for him. A lot of people have been reaching for him. In, mm-hmm. in other drafts. I, I saw him in Yahoo where he was going at least three, if yeah, not that, four. That makes more sense. I mean, listen, I understand the argument between picking him and Dalvin Cook, but I have more faith in Derrick Henry. And I think Dalvin Cook is more injury prone, which is 100%. why it's – I mean, Dalvin Cook is a safe bet, but you don't know what you're going to get from him every week or if he's no. going to come out healthy. You it's, know what it's, you're gonna, it's scary. You don't know what you're going to get at Minnesota every week, and like I said, Tennessee's a good team. Yes, 100%. Tennessee's a well-coached team. Yes. Besides the fact they have a bunch of weapons. Bro, the other one, the other, I'm telling you, bro, the Cardinals, I keep looking at their roster. It's scary, man. Like, if Kyler Murray can stay healthy, West is wild. The West is wild. The West actually could be wild now that you uh, bring that up. I mean, I'm not sleeping on Seattle. NFC or AFC West? Because both could be wild. NFC. Oh, both Both could be wild. Both could be wild. But the NFC for sure, because you have legitimately 
all four teams can make an argument for winning that division this year. All four teams. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent for sure. Bringing up weapon X because, um, he did conceive an idea on the social medias for the Espro TV podcast. He did. Which something that has been ushered and, you know, this has been floated around, not just the show, but like introduced to us in social media concept before. So, Everybody always wants to argue greats and faces of, you know, the franchises that, you know, came to be, you know, you do it with boxing with Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson, now Floyd Mayweather, because Mm -hmm. the man never lost a match, you know, eternally, we still have the same fight that echoes between me and TV here between Michael Jordan and LeBron James and all things considered, you know, we could do this all day with commissioner comic book while, you know, he could put up the Mount Rushmore of New York Yankees while I'll name, you know, 10 other players that are better than all of those players combined. Oh, sorry. We're talking to Cubs here. We're on there, but we'll we'll, we'll have this conversation another day. (laughs) One thing that, has tickled your fancy and you have become quite the spectator of um, now that I know I'm no longer paying attention to it. I'm not sure TV is paying attention to it at all either. But is um, wrestling. The primary reason why we're having this discussion is that the greatest athlete that came out of the WWE franchise was represented during the attitude era. We're not talking about the greats that, you know, were in the peak of the seventies and eighties right? with Hulk Hogan, Andre, the giant, Brett, the Hitman Hart, road warriors. We could go all day with that. Even macho man, Randy Savage, not like we're, we're talking about cream of the crop entertainment, cream of the crop entertainment. Okay. Well, every time I think of, side note, every time I think of Macho Man, I think of fucking Bonesaw. Well, fucking, that's because mm-hmm. that's what he got reincarnated in everybody's hearts. That's true. <laughs> Rest <laughs> in peace, the Macho Man. Correct. Rest in peace, Macho Man. Who is the goat of the WWE between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock? So, for me personally. I'm going to start with this. I love The Rock. I grew up with The Rock and Stone Cold. My dad was a huge Rock fan. My aunt was a huge Rock fan. I do love The Rock. The People's Elbow, The People's Champion. Dun, 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 dun. You know what the music is when it hits. Like You just you know what you're going to get with him. He's going to give you 125% every time he's in that ring, whether it's for a two-minute promo segment or a 25-minute match. It doesn't matter because he wants – you know, it's like Cena, like any other of these legends, they want the fans to love what they're doing. Let's um, cool it with the Cena as a legend factor, because there's a lot of things to also okay. you know, put a damper. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. But, um, you know, for me, it's Stone Cold, because he is literally, the, we're talking Attitude Era, he's the epitome of the Attitude Era. The dude literally flipped off Vince McMahon on a weekly basis. Like, it was just perfect. He doused him with a beer, with a with a beer freaking truck, you know, he, he drove a Zamboni into the, into the arena. He filled McMahon's Corvette with cement. It was just, he was the ultimate anti-establishment character. And when he turned heel, 
against The Rock at WrestleMania in 2001, people were like, what the heck just happened? Like, what? No, nobody wanted to see that. And, like, you know, arguably that's when the Attitude Era began to die. But you, I'll, I'll say this. Pop. I'll say this because you're, you're actually catering to what I have set up for this, right? For starters, I believe that the rock won in life as a whole versus, you know, compared to what stone cold has done outside of the ring and the company. Oh, 100%. So, like, you know, nobody, nobody could go against that. 100%, yeah. Period. There's a reason why if The Rock ran for president tomorrow, he'd probably win. Right. Let's put it that way. There's also little things where you could nip at The Rock as, number one, he's a generational talent. As in, he, was, he had family in the business where Stone Cold did not. Right. Right? You know... We, you, he could have been a professional football player if he wanted to, but he didn't do that. Like we, we could go down every single concept about so, the rock. So Stone Cold could have been as well. And so could uh, Roman Reigns. But yeah, we can to highlight Reigns. exactly what you pointed out though, is when the rock actually went heel because the way how the origin stories were is the rock was doctored up to be the corporate monkey for Vince when Stone Cold was, you know, saying fuck you to the establishment. That that's that's how we all remember it. Yeah. The rivalry was ushered in that way between the two characters. And then when The Rock turns on Vince and everybody else, it's basically taking the same gimmick from Stone Cold. And that's only when Stone Cold is absent from the company. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like the, the way how they script and write out, you know, the storylines for it. That's how it makes sense where you dissect everything from uh, the, the show and how it played out. And there's no discredit to what the two have done separately for the companies. They ushered a rivalry that I don't think we will see ever again compared to any other wrestling duo since Hulk Hogan and um, Andre the Giant. I mean, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels doesn't even brush this at at anywhere near. You know? Like, there's so many other rivalries that even today that are popular that come nowhere near the amount of entertainment that Stone Cold and The Rock had. But I agree 100%. I don't think there's anybody else who was the better goat of the sport or their company than Stone Cold Steve Austin. TV, you've been rather quiet. You guys have been you guys have been laying it on thick, so I was just letting the men work. Right. I mean, you guys said it. Listen, a lot of people will even say that the whole attitude era as a whole was kind of built around Stone Cold's character. Right. I can agree with that. It was too good to be true. This guy embodied everything you were trying to do. And that's why his speech at the Royal Rumble will forever be the beginning point of when the attitude era really began, because then they just ran with it. Everything changed from like the big show, flashy 
grand stuff they were doing in the 80s and in the 90s. They'd made it a much more. It was King of the Ring, not Royal Rumble. Was it King of the Ring? Oh, it was King of the Ring. You were correct. You were correct. You were correct. But yeah, so listen, Stone Cold's the goat of the Azure era for sure. I mean, obviously, no one has gotten themselves integrated into popular culture from the pro wrestling world as The Rock has. The Rock has won the company title eight times to Stone Cold six. And that's just that's just breaking that down. Yeah, but didn't he like come back like uh, like five or six years ago? Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Commissioner Comic Book, and like win the championship and then like leave immediately after or something. Yeah. So what happened is uh, he came back. He beat CM Punk at the Royal Rumble for the title, and he broke CM Punk's 434 day reign, which a lot of people were like, "Okay, this is stupid." No, we're wrong. I love The Rock, but it was like not necessary. Again, uh, this is company he, bullshit. That yeah, he came back just to win the title, problem. just to lose it to John Cena at WrestleMania for the yeah. rematch. That's the only reason he came back, and it was just like, why? Another example of why wrestlers are leaving WWE and going to AEW. Yeah, because you have a 75, 80 year old man who doesn't. Okay, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm not. I can spend a whole day talking about this. Yes. Let me, let, me, let the hate flow through. Yeah, you. the hate is Do it. Wrong. Do it. Vince McMahon, he won't, he won't retire. He'll be in that position until he dies. But he does need to retire because he doesn't know how to run that company. But He's getting, he's getting a Mobius chair. Yeah, he's never going to die. He's never going to die either. So it's ridiculous. But Stone yeah. Cold was a triple crown winner before The Rock was. Yes, that is correct. So that's, that's where the GOAT status is. In comparison, the reason why Stone Cold, so we put, he's known as the GOAT, is because he was the face of WWE during its greatest time, which is the Attitude Era. And he yeah. opposed everyone. Right. Everyone. No, it wasn't no one. just the character giving. He did not follow the rules. And that's why it resides in all of us that we want to be more like Stone Cold. Of course. It's no disrespect towards what? The Rock because The Rock stands are the same way because eventually The Rock did the same gimmick, but yeah, he, he took did. it from Stone Cold. So Stone Cold was the original. Yes. Like, like what CB said, that King of the Ring speech set it up. It was just, you know, you he beat Jake the Snake Roberts and it was that was one of the like, the the legends of like uh, the era before him, but he just, he just laid into him. It almost felt well, because you know, back in the day, they didn't script the promos as heavily as they do now, but it, yeah. it felt visceral. Like he actually, every word he said, he meant it. And when you listen to Stone Cold Cup promos, whether he did believe it or not, you always believed in him because it sounds like he did believe it. So the dude, the dude was an absolute genius. I'm like, I mean, kind of like alluding to what Esther bro said, like, yeah, the gimmick was great and everything, but stone cold doing what he wanted with that character and being himself, especially when he had a hot mic in front of his face is what made it because it, it, listen, he was unapologetic. He was funny. He could sell a match and you knew when you heard that glass break, you were going to be entertained. Oh, you know? and obviously you, the same thing happened when the rocks music came on, but it's just, Who's more iconic as far as that? It's like when you think of the Attitude Area, it automatically, first thing that I think of, and I think most people would agree, is Stone Cold Steve Austin. 100%. And, you know, even now when he comes back and he does his little, you know, appearances here and there, it's hyped. Everybody wants to see it. You oh, know? Yeah. Like, 
and he does a show now with WWE called Stone Cold uh, Sessions, where he talks to like legends and current superstars. But then Vince let him do on was Chris Jericho, like last year, and yep. he told Vince, he's like, look. I don't want anything off limits here. I want to be able to talk to Chris about everything, including AEW. And then, you know, Vince and Tony Khan talked about it and they're both like, yeah, okay. So, you know, it, it's for me, like when you hear Stone Cold, you don't think you, you just have that feeling he could break barriers. Like he's just like, yeah, you know, I really don't give a crap if this guy works for a different company. I want to talk to him because it would just be a good conversation. Because he, he thinks that shows all about wrestling and not about, who they work for. So but do you think that stone cold, and this is the exact reason why I started in the first place after your reaction of the question at hand, do you think that post his career that mm-hmm. Austin does not care as much? He only like care about his legacy. Like he's just going to keep on looking back at it as like a, high school or reliving the glory days. I mean, yeah. the rock could walk in the ring and still beat anybody's ass despite mm-hmm. his age and what he puts in the gym, you know, stone cold switch to different, you know, brands of beer. And I don't think he'll have the same <laughs> fight in him. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the reason is, is, you know, we all know he retired. It wasn't his choice to retire. It was, he had, a, he had a serious neck injury. And his name, fucking done. Yeah, by the time he could have gotten the same kind of surgery that Edge had or that Paige is going to get, he's way too old for that. He's already in his fifties. Yeah. You know, like he, yeah. there's no point in doing that. He has nothing left to prove. He doesn't want to come back for a match and it be and it'd be terrible. Look at all these legends that have come back and then they've. It sucks. Goldberg, like Goldberg, they've completely ruined the mystique of that character. They ran Taker into the ground, like. All these older wrestlers that have come back that it's just not fun. Like MVP, like MVP. Taker, Taker was done. Taker's Taker done. wanted to be Taker done. Taker should have been done after 33 when he, when Roman Reigns beat him, but they brought him back for three more WrestleManias, you know. And granted, we got the him versus AJ Styles Boneyard match, which was awesome. But, you know, the two before that, like if you watch the documentary they released on it, he, he don't want to come back. But he's like, oh, Vince Aston is really important. I would. I'm like, that's the thing. Vince just, he can't get around making new stars. Like- Vince does, yeah. And that's the problem where you see what's happening now with the max exodus of fans yeah. leaving. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it peep. I understand there's a certain aspect where people want member berries. It's something we always make fun of on this show. Right. right? And it's just bringing back classic, you know, characters doesn't do it. There's a reason why Charlotte is taking Rick's gimmick. Good God, I can't stand it. And I mean, like, sure, it's rehashed and it's absolutely sexier. We don't give a shit. And Rick loves it. Rick loves every little bit of it. Sure, he does. Gets because it's his legacy living on. But it, it's. I, I don't know. This is where, like, we, we, could we tried flipping on an episode about this. Yeah, we tried flipping on an episode, you know, a little over a month ago, and it's just like I, you can't. I, I was cringing the whole way. time. I I can't watch. I fall asleep to. to Monday Night Raw every single Monday because it's just easy to fall asleep to. Because the issue with Raw number one is that it's three hours long. 
Yep. But it doesn't need to Always be. Has. Number two. No, it doesn't. They, they, Actually, they it was two hours years ago. Years ago. Time ago. It used to be two hours. It used to be two hours. Number two, they do the same matches over and over and over and over again, and they beat it into a dead horse. And number three, they show the Shane stars. They're finally. Hopefully, we have something with Damian Priest and then with Riddle and like a couple of other ones that have come up. But the women's division on Raw, especially, it sucks. It's literally Charlotte Flair, and that's it. They completely destroyed Rhea Ripley. They completely destroyed Nikki Cross. They completely destroyed Shayna Baszler. All of these like talented wrestlers coming up from NXT that were molded to be kick butt wrestlers and have characters that related to these, you know, to the crowd. They've just they've taped it, and it's all about Charlotte Flair and her title chase, and that's, that's why. I'm, and <laughs> now it's happening on SmackDown. So it's just, it sucks, man. It sucks. It all sucks. So, I mean, like, how... I've done this all the time with uh, What's Wrong With Baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, we could, do, we could talk about this about so many other fucking sports. It's just like, is are people so used to the brand of something that ran Supreme for so long that they'll just continue catering to that? Well, yeah, and here's a perfect example. Like, look, like I said, all out last night... All Out now has given me the level on October 23rd Dynamite's going to be here in Orlando I'm going to that show, it's on a Saturday night I'm going to go Even though half the roster probably won't even be there They'll be on Chris Jericho's cruise I am equally as excited to go to that Dynamite show As I was for Wrestlemania this past April Because AEW Is run by the wrestlers And by a kit guy Who has loved wrestling since he was a kid particularly the Attitude Era. So he knows what kind of stories need to be told, but he's letting the wrestlers do it. It's only like he gives them like a broad idea and the wrestlers go and execute it. They don't script their promos. They don't script the matches. Well, they script the matches like they're supposed to. But, you know, they it they let the wrestlers tell the story. They don't rely on this team of crappy sitcom writers sitting in the back that don't understand the audience to tell a story. They let the wrestlers do it because that's their job. And that's why the WWE is so good in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and why it sucks now is because you have a team of writers that don't understand their audience. I mean, it's just – it's so stupid how you can make something so – and we, when I'm going to – do this last bit so we can move on from this. Yeah. Otherwise, we will be here all day. I mean, if you go back to like the beginning of like real pro wrestling and like catch wrestling in Japan, like that's the way it was. Yeah. It was the company would give them the loose ideas of this is the way we want the title picture to go, right? The right. wrestlers would figure it out. And that's what they do. You can't have these guys scripting every single part of a match. It looks silly, it looks ridiculous. Part of being a professional wrestler is being able to sell a match. And right. do a work, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, like last, last, if you, if any of you guys, anyone listening or just you, you know UTV or US though, I would highly, if you want to watch something wrestling related, watch Dynamite on Wednesday nights on TNC from eight to ten. It is completely worth your time. It's great wrestling. This Wednesday would be the perfect time to t- tune in because they just had All Out last night. So this Wednesday will be the start of new storylines and all that stuff. It's got a ton of wrestlers you're going to know. Um, the former Dean Ambrose, who now goes by John Moxley, Sting, Chris Jericho, um, Adam Cole just went there from NXT. 
Daniel Bryan, who now goes by da- Brian Danielson, he debuted last night too. Christian Cage, that has that really good mix of um, veterans that you know that you've seen in other places and young stars that they have personally introduced, um, such as Darby Allen and Jungle Boy, uh, that people don't know outside the independent scene. I would highly recommend watching it because that's what wrestling is supposed to be. It's not I'll do you another question better. Yeah. Um, even for people who are still on the fence, yeah. but you know, really have the guilty pleasure of premium streaming, right? Yeah. I know the show Glow just ended, and mm-hmm. that's about you know women's wrestling, right? Uh, have you tried that heel yet on Stars? Or no, I, I, I want to watch it. I just got to get it. Um, but I've seen like the trailers for it, and it really speaks to me. And the reason why I want to watch that too is because Stephen Amell, number one, is a massive for a wrestling fan. Is has actually wrestled a match. He wrestled a match at. All in in 2017 or 2018. That was the show they did to gauge interests on if they could make AEW. And then, of course, it led to AEW. But number two, he is good friends with Cody Rhodes, with CM Punk, with a, a bunch of other pro wrestlers. And they advised him on that show. They like literally came in, they told him what needed to be done, like what would work, what wouldn't work. And CM Punk actually is in a few episodes. So, um, I would recommend people watching that too, even if they don't want to watch actual wrestling. That the show itself is a great viewpoint into professional wrestling and how it's done. The last wrestling bit I actually watched was the uh, Shia LaBeouf independent film that was on Amazon called The Peanut Butter Falcon, okay. which was really really cute. Nothing anywhere in the realms of what wrestling would be, but um, it it's uh, it's about him escorting a special needs a a kid who's actually escaping a hospital where he's staying Mm -hmm. and he's accompanying Shia LaBeouf's character because he's also on the run for uh, cheating out, you know, a competitive business person. And they take the Carolina coastal line all the way to, you know, the, the border of Georgia and Florida on the water. Okay. Um, but the, the special needs child's dream is to become a, uh, Southern wrestling legend, which is very cute. It was a very good movie. So, um, I recommend that one and, uh, Shia LaBeouf and the, um, main character, uh, have remained close friends after shooting. Like Shia loves this, loves this guy. And uh, this this little dude showed a lot of bravery, especially for somebody who um ha- who shows that they have Down syndrome. Yeah. Um, we have mentioned before on the show that there was a lost episode that you're featured on. Yeah, where your talents have graced the pod waves before, but were almost gate kept. Mm-hmm. We have brought back the fact that the chicken sandwich wars need to also have a redemption arc. Yeah, and uh, let's let's touch on that a bit. So, what was it? A week or two ago, Taco Bell came. No, it was last week. Chicken, it was last week. I haven't had it yet, so I will, that's my goal this week to try it. Has had the made chicken sandwich taco, 
every single review I've actually seen on it has been positive. A lot of people like it because of what you know it represents. What what it represents, and it's basically like this. Instead of a tortilla, it's kind of like this, like pillowy dough that's like folded in half, almost like a not a pita. Um, it's a bun. It's yeah. It's basically a bun. It's a fucking bun. It's got like a, a spicy chipotle sauce, like almost like a kind of like a chipotle ranch. This really like good. Like think of it like a public chicken tender, like a really thick, juicy chicken tender, and then you didn't see my review on it on on Instagram. No, I didn't. I have to go watch it. I went live the last Friday. Send me the send me the link to it. I'll watch it. Okay, I will. Um, What I I bought a spicy one and a plain one. Okay, and really the spicy. The spicy is just add jalapenos. That's okay. exactly what it is. That's fair. The sauce of it is very sriracha aioli based. Ooh, okay. I do like sriracha. So th- this is this is me doing you know the summarized review on the podcast. Um, the commercial for what they're airing it as kudos to Taco Bell for being smart by linking football season together with this. And comparing it to football rivalries where the debate is, is it a sandwich or is it a taco? Okay, fine. Okay. Way, way to go against the grain and take the chicken sandwich wars away from yourself and, you know, just make it your own damn thing. Congratulations. Well, Taco Bell's always been good at, at promoting their stuff. We've never had an issue with that. So, Also true. All valid Bulls. facts. That's mm. a bold strategy, Cotton. It's a bold strategy. TV. What I will say. What TV? What's one thing from Taco Bell that you can think of that's not well marketed, even if it's not good? They do a great job of marketing their stuff. Oh, they do absolutely. I, already, I can answer this before he can. Um, it's the uh, loaded cheesy potatoes. They don't advertise for it, and they yeah. don't need to. Plain and well, simple. Well, yeah, there's certain things they don't need to advertise for anymore. But yeah, okay, that's fair. They don't need. They don't. They don't need. No, I mean, not really. I mean, they don't really need to advertise at all. But I mean, because every time you go there, there's something new. You're like, oh shit, that sounds good. I want to try that. Like, yeah. You literally, they don't need to advertise because when you pull up to the window and you see whatever the new special is to talk about, you're ordering it. Though I'm, I'm still waiting for my cheesy double beef to come back. But I mean, basically, the beef burrito they sell on the dollar menu now is like the same thing. I need my quesarito back. I want Taco Bell right now. Oh my god, that sounds good. That sounds so good. I'm getting ready to get Taco Bell. Right yeah, oh my god, yeah, I might get that for lunch. This sounds pretty good. From the from the whole point of the review and to settle the debate, it is not a sandwich. So it's a and I do not think it, it. I do not think it should be included in the chicken sandwich wars because if all of you depart from this recording right now and go order one yourself, you will see on why that it is a taco. I mean, I'm, I, I think TV will, and I think I will too. Sure. Uh, I will. That sounds good. I, I, I highly incline both of you to definitely go and get one. Okay. Let's so then do it. TV, Down. take us home. Thank you, everybody listening to episode 39 of the Essebro TV podcast. As always, my name is TV. Go follow the socials at Essebro TV pod on Instagram at ETV underscore pod on Twitter. Send us stuff you want to talk about. Send us funny articles, memes, everything you got. Join the Facebook group, SRO TV Podcast. Thank you, Commissioner Common Book, for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, 
can I plug my Instagram? Is that okay? Or do you not? Go want ahead. Where, did, where can we find you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at, um, at Giannis Jordan. Yeah, yeah. At Giannis Jordan. Uh, it's double L A N E S and Jordan all together. Or for all those gringos out there who cannot spell Giannis. Yeah, a lot of people can't. They think it's lanes. It's not. Um, or at Flick of the Brim. That's my, uh, that's my fitted hat Instagram. So you can see all the wacky hats I wear every day because I have too many, as Esther Bro can attest to. So, no lies detected. Yeah, there's no lies detected here. So it's been great being on here. I can't wait to get back on. And uh, next time, we'll have to delve, delve more, a little more into some wrestling. Oh, good thing we got Eternals coming out in a couple months. It's that too. Fun. That too. Because I really think there was a lot of stuff in Shang-Chi that um, showed elements to that. Oh, yeah. How people are going to feel comfortable for seeing that in theaters. So I'm, I hopefully that I can watch that this week coming up. So I'm seeing Shang Chi on my birthday next week. So when Dope. when when uh, old man commissioner comic book comes into town, we're gonna go nice. see that. There you That's go. Funny. That's funny. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us for the show. For sure. We will see you draft day. Yep. We will see you of uh, the next chicken sandwich wars, and we will see all of you at the same Matt time, same Matt place, same Matt channel. Later. <laughs>
The cookies. Yeah, from um, Little Debbie. The cookies, yeah. He has two of those for breakfast. Cooks. He has a salad for lunch, and then I forget what he has for dinner, but like he has the same thing every day, just so he doesn't have one less thing he has to think about, because his mind <laughs> is only geared to one thing, and that's winning winning football games. That's it. That's it. The man is the man is a machine. Nick oh. Saban is a football coach in the year three thousand, who has just come back and decided to just change the, the course of Alabama football for whatever reason. He he just comes in Futurama style. Nick Saban will never die. Let's put never. it that way. He, he he's just he's immortal. Him and Bob just we, never we said the same thing about Bobby Bowden, didn't we? TV. Oh, Listen, that was sad. At this present piece, Bobby Bowden. Listen, at this Damn point, Irish. at this point, I really do think like they should consider like giving Alabama their own professional football team and just letting it be the Crimson Tide. Dude, how much you want to bet they would beat at least they would probably at least be five hundred every year. I I disagree with that. I they would at least win four games. I'll give you, I'll give you this. They would at least win four games every year. I would they, I, sure I, I could I go would, with that. I would really consider and like probably bet a decent amount of money on the Alabama Crimson Tide beating the majority of the teams in the NFC East. Yep. Um, I can see that. Maybe, maybe not the Eagles, only because Jalen Hurts knows what he's doing against Nick Saban. That's so. true. 